and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. I'm your host, Winanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, spaghetti and ice cream lover, travel junk and a cat mom. I love conversations that are on a more raw and deeper level. And today's guest is Nadja Hagen. Nadja is a mom, transformational feminine heart coach and a healer of the feminine. She combines her knowledge and practice of hypnotherapy, NLP and inner child work. In this episode, we're going to talk about the feminine energy and emotions. What is it and how can we use it? So, hello, Nadja. Welcome to my show. I'm so, so happy to have you over here. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how, how it came where you are today. Hello and thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you. Thank you for the invite. So I can't wait to start and tell you a little bit about me. So yeah. I'm a transformational feminine heart coach. And my work basically has three different pillars. One pillar is feminine energy. Another pillar is mindset. And the third pillar is manifestation. And that all together comes uh, in a package that is specially designed and tailored for women. I mean, feminine energy. Yeah. So my clients are women not mainly but all of them are clients uh, are women yeah so i personally come from a very male-dominated background um, business-wise i started in investment banking consulting so i had mainly male colleagues and the way we worked was very this typical goal chasing you know you have a goal and you hustle hard and you do everything to reach your goal and i noticed that even if I reached my goal, I kind of feel felt drained. And like, you know, when you have a goal, you think when I finally reach my goal, I feel happy, I feel fulfilled, I'm grateful. You have these positive feelings. Um, but I noticed, yeah, I, I can tick this box, I've reached this goal, but I'm still unsatisfied and unfulfilled. And I also felt very drained. And I noticed that the, the energy I was operating in mainly and my environment was um, dominated by masculine energy. And that laid the foundation to have a huge focus on feminine energy and the work I do. Okay, cool. So what is feminine energy exactly? Because in these days we were talking a lot about feminine and masculine energy, but what, what does it really mean? Oh, I love this question. Yeah. So <laughs> I would describe it in one word to make it short. Feminine energy is beingness. And it's best understood if we compare it to masculine energy. Um, you can look back at the times where we were still living in Stone Age. You know, the masculine, the men, they were gather, gathering and hunting. So they had one thing to focus on. And they only focused on the animal they were to hunt and they forget about everything around them. Um, so it's goal-oriented, it's efficient, it's this one thing, and as fast, as efficient as possible. Whereas uh, women, they were always together in a community to look for the best berries and things together, um, and, and also to help support each other in giving birth and raising their children. So they were the community, so their focus is about how do you feel? How do we relate to each other? How do I connect to you and to everything around me? And also the viewers all around them, you know, if you look for the best berry, you can't focus on only one single berry. You're going to miss out the best one. Mm -hmm. And if you 
raise children. You can't just focus on one specific area. You, you're looking around everything, trying to be as present as, as possible. And that is the quality of feminine energy, the beingness in the moment, the being with myself, my feelings, listening to my heart, my intuition, being with you, relating to you, and everything that is. Cool. Amazing. So how, how does that work in, in today's society? Like how can we tap into our feminine energy? That's also an amazing question. So first thing, and that is something most of us women need to relearn again, unfortunately, is to allow ourselves to be with ourselves. And that what I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean by by this is to. It's easy to be with ourselves if we are feeling super excited and you know joyful, like yeah, something awesome happened. Then it's super easy. Yeah. If sadness or grief or you know these really uncomfortable feelings. We we all know this feeling of whatever I do, it's or I don't deserve these feelings that really feel like hurting us on a heart and soul level to learn to be present with them and dive into our own I call it the shadow work you know the shadow parts that we try to hide away like oh you are so uncomfortable and you are socially so unacceptable that I don't even want to have to do anything with you I pretend you're not there mm -hmm. you know and that's the first step to really take the time when I when I notice that something's coming up to take the time to feel it and to have this little piece of me. It can be super, super, super tiny, like a sand cord, but this piece of me that knows this will pass. Yeah. So it's not as dangerous as it might seem to be at the first instance. That's the first thing. And um, that allows us to really relate on a deep deep level with ourselves and at the same time increases the capacity on which we can relate to other people and to life and um, there's something magical happening when we do this this magical thing is that when we allow us to dive deeper into the negative feelings the positive ones in our life also expands massively yeah. so that's the first step um, a second step is to find out for myself what brings qualities into my life that we can consider feminine energy qualities like lightness, playfulness, healthy vulnerability. And that's, that looks different for every woman. For example, I have a friend of mine, uh, she loves to paint and she's painting. She's full in her feminine energy and she's so relaxed and, and sparkling and radiant afterwards. Yes. For me, for example, it's a big part is nature. So going for a walk in nature is something that brings me to my center and, you know, brings me close to myself and everything else that is. That's the second step to find this out and then find ways how we can build this into our daily lives. Yeah. So, so what should we feel if we feel aligned with ourselves? What is the feeling that you should feel? Because I think a lot of people are not in tune with their feelings so they don't know what they are supposed to be feeling so what what is it that you are supposed to be feeling of course it's different for everybody but like you said to me when i'm as well in nature when i'm at the ocean when i 
when I hear the ocean or when I'm in a forest, in nature, I am so calm, I feel free. Is that a little bit the feeling that you should feel? Or what is it exactly? Or, you know, is, is there a difference between just having good time and really tapping into that energy? Yeah. There, there is a difference. Um, the first thing is there is nothing you should feel because that feels different for every woman. For you, it's freedom. Yeah. When you feel free, then you are tapping into your feminine energy. For me, it's, um, I love freedom, but for me, it's also feeling connected. You know, when I'm deeply connected to myself and at the same time for everything that's around me, that's when I tap into my feminine energy. Um, there are women, they, when, when they are playing like crazy, you know, with little ones or doing a hobby they love, then they feel most aligned and centered within their feminine energy. Um, so there's nothing you should do and you should feel because that's a masculine approach as well. You should do this, then you get that. Yeah. And um, it's also, I said that for me, being a nature is a huge part of connecting to my feminine energy. But there are days where I go into the forest and I feel deeply held and supported and loved and I have all these positive feelings. But there are also days where I go for a walk in the, in, in the woods and I feel sad, lonely, like, yeah, like, like crying, um, which is also okay because that is the beingness of being present with whatever is. And it can also change, you know, when we, the older we get, we are constantly changing and developing. So right now, feeling free for you is your way to step into your feminine energy. Yeah. It might be different in five or ten years' time. Maybe it's feeling light, feeling whatever might come up. So it's just the presence that's a good indicator if you're connected to your feminine. Okay. And we, we all have the feminine and masculine energy inside of us, right? So, so how can we tap into that depending on the situation? Because sometimes we need to be more caring, while other times, like in a job, we often need to be more tapping into our masculine energy. So how do we know when we are in balance? Yeah, that is so, so, so important and something that a lot of women struggle with balancing the feminine and the masculine um, yeah because, because some it, women are coming off strong and masculine well well people are kind of afraid of them and they don't know how to turn that off if i can say it like 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 they don't know how to be more soft and you, you know what i mean approachable yeah totally. yeah totally yeah absolutely yeah you already said that we have both energies and you're totally right because both energies are super, super necessary. You know, when we are not able to step into our masculine, then we are just living day by day, no life vision, no, no values we orientate ourselves uh, at. So that's super important. And um, a way to balance this is highly individual because it depends on the main energy you're surrounded with on a day-to-day -day basis. So, as an example, if you are an entrepreneur and um, you can plan your day according to your personal needs and your own flow, you will probably be a lot more in your feminine energy during the day 
than a woman who is working in a high achieving environment like investment banking, consulting, or also a regular office job where she needs to have lunch at 12 and uh, have a break at 12 and the next meeting is, is at one and the next day two. So she's totally planned for the day, which is super masculine because whenever something is coming up, she does not have the time to be with it yeah. or the time for take a five minute break not to rush to the toilet and grab a coffee, but just to breathe and to feel into, ah, what do I need right now? Do I need a glass of water? Do I need a coffee? Do I need a breathe of fresh air? Or do I maybe need a chat for two or three minutes for the colleague to feel refreshed? Yeah. That would actually be um, a very practical way to balance your um, feminine energy with your masculine um, when you only have couple of minutes available at this point of time so it depends on your main energy and on the surroundings you yeah on, on the energy you're surrounded by so what i would advise is um to look at this and to feel into this and then to plan a little bit for it so um the interesting thing here is that the masculine protects the feminine so, for example, when I'm in a high-achieving environment with a lot of pressure and I have the ability to plan a 30-minute or even a 50-minute break between meetings for myself, that would be the masculine energy providing the space and protecting the space I need for my feminine to flourish. Yeah. And then I do with these 50 minutes whatever I can, or if it's even only five minutes, better than nothing. So... That would be a very good way. Um, what you also can do, what I did when I was still um, working in corporate, when I came home and I felt drained and exhausted, doing something that refills my feminine energy. And for me, that was I loved, or I still do love, taking a bath. You know, having this, I love the rose shower and the smell and the softness. And then I light a candle. You know, you make and make all these feminine stuff things to really dive into it and it only takes me 15 minutes and then I feel much more balanced yeah yeah that is great like but I have another question because also um what I've seen the last couple of weeks months is that there's also a lot of uh conversations about toxic masculinity mm. um what does that exactly mean and and can guys be feminine? Is it gay, quote unquote, to to yeah. tap into that feminine energy as a as a as a guy? I mean, yes. I know a lot of maybe that's also the toxic masculinity talking, but a lot of guys don't want to tap into that feminine uh, energy because then, yeah, it's just they are easily <laughs> considered to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not masculine. Let's yeah, say yeah, absolutely. yeah, that's super super important um, because. We have both energies. As, uh, as a woman, I have the masculine and the feminine energy, and I need both. And the same as well for men. You know, they have their masculine energy, which gets them going through their life and on a daily basis. And they also have their feminine energy. Because without the feminine energy, they are just like machines. You know, performing, working through, I don't feel. And even if I do, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. the perfect soldier without a soul. And 
that's not very attractive um, as a partner and as a male friend and as yeah men having around you know mm -hmm. so it's super important for men to also cultivate that feminine by being present in certain moments for example if you are present if you are a man you're present with your with your wife or your partner your girlfriend then she will highly value your ability to truly be present with her in this moment and if she's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the, I wanted to say like that's I think a lot of conflicts come from because a woman often just wants to talk and wants to be heard and understood and the guy is always just like looking for solutions because yes. that that's what they do that's what they they know that's what so many conflicts are coming from like couples telling like no you just need to listen and he's like yeah but i cannot just listen and do nothing it's it's not that they really it's more back to nature and more back to um their animal brain if i can say it like that right it's not that they can actually do something about it it's how guys are wired it is absolutely and it's like learning to speak a foreign language you know learning to speak masculine for us as yeah. women and for the guys to learn to speak feminine and um, that's a beautiful example you, you were just telling um because when i'm as a woman in my feminine energy in such a situation then i can tell my guy you you know i i really and highly appreciate your um that, that you want to protect me and that you want to help me here and fix my problem. That's super masculine and I feel so safe with you. But all I need right now is to be held and to be yeah. listened to. That's all I need. And that makes me feel so seen and valued by you at the moment. And that really heals my heart. So that's a way of translating <laughs> and navigating through these challenging situations. Um, that is actually a, a moment where the guy learns to understand feminine language mm -hmm. and can or yeah best is in his feminine energy so um, to come back to the uh, toxic masculine uh, I think we come from times where masculine energy or men were supposed to be super super tough you mm -hmm. know when a man you were showing the slightest sign of an emotion then you are weak, not rational, not professional, whatever it is. There's a whole bunch of negative attributes um, that are used to, in, in relation to, to men having feelings and emotions. So that is actually toxic masculinity because there, you can't push emotions away. For example, no. as a, that happens a lot, um, especially in the relationship between man and woman that a lot of men just feel used, like, you know, I'm, I'm a credit card on, on, on lax. I'm just earning the money for the family, but I'm not valued, I'm not seen, whatever it is. And um, that happens when we only see this old paradigm of super, super strong masculine energy or masculine man, mm -hmm. which is not how, how men are built. They are humans with a heart and a soul and emotions as well. They want to be seen, found, appreciated, valued, like, like we as women want yeah. to. So um, when men act out of this need to be super, super strong, then it can turn out to be toxic. Like, I don't care how you feel, just perform. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
do whatever you need to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. or you probably have heard these phrases like, um, if you're a little boy, man, don't cry. Yeah. That's toxic. Um, and I think it's, um, it's something that is, um, yeah, that all men at this stage in, in history and in time need to work through as well as we, we as women have, we have our task to do as well. Yeah. But to dare, and I, I initially say dare, no, intentionally, not initially, I intentionally say dare to reconnect back to their hearts as well. Because there's nothing, nothing more powerful and more healing than a masculine man putting his arms around you just to be with you and your emotion in this moment without trying to change and fix something. Yeah. And that is also something that comes into um, the manifestation process, but also in the feminine process, something that is super, super important. And I'm, I'm missing it a lot nowadays. And that thing is acceptance. You know, we want things to change super fast, light speed, yesterday, please. Yeah. But things can only change when we accept where we are right now, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And accepting, I'm here, I'm, I'm right here. You know, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to be here, but I accept I am here. Yeah. That, and only that gives me the ability to say, okay, I'm here. Now I can go a step into a different direction. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had a question, but I've got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How, how can we um, connect or reconnect with our partners who are tapping more into their masculine energy um, and don't know how to deal with that? How can we... Um, yeah, because because when we, as a guy, stepping into their feminine energy, they are probably more likely to open up and to talk about their feelings. Uh, and I know a lot of guys don't do that. So how can you handle that as a wife or as a, as a partner? Mm -hmm. How can you handle a situation like that? How can you make sure that he still feels valid and appreciated mm -hmm. and wants to open up to you? Uh, in fact, that's... It's super easy. You don't need to do so much. It's just being present. Again, being, listening. Yeah. You know, the same that happens with men trying to help and protect and support their partners, the same nowadays happens with women. So we instantly go into fixing mode. Like, what can I do? How can I help? What can you do to make the situation better? And it's the same um, process that is going on just being present with him and providing a safe space where he can show himself, where he can open up, where he can admit that he does not know everything and that he doesn't always feel like the super strong leader who has a big plan A, yeah. but that he's also a human being and that it's totally okay, that it's, that makes him even more lovable and relatable and more special and relevant. Yeah. Okay, good. Great tip. Not that I have problems with that because luckily my partner is really good with that. Um, but I've seen that he had to learn it, kind of. Yeah, yeah you have to um, 
you have to make a work out of it. You have to be willing to do it and to be willing to listen to your body, ask yourself the right questions and sit with yourself, even though it's really difficult. But I think that this year, a lot of people had to sit with themselves and had to force, you know, stay at home, be with themselves or be with a partner. And I think even though it's been hard, I think it has been really, really great for a lot of people to see that and to understand what it really means to be with yourself. I think that is a a challenge and also an opportunity that Corona or COVID-19, however you want to call it, um, gave us. Yeah. Uh, We as a society or as the world society, we have lost distractions. Yeah. Uh, The only distraction that more or less was left is the TV. And most people can't watch TV for 24 hours a day. No. <laughs> um, as you said, it's really a chance to sit with ourselves and um, it's a process, you know, most of us, I, I mean, if you look at a baby, so I'm a fairly new mom, my daughter is nine months old mm-hmm. and um, it's amazing and it's always super interesting for me that I can watch her because she teaches me so much and if you look at such a little human, they are totally connected to their emotions. You know, in one moment, she's full of laughter and joy and play. And the next second, it's like terrible things has been happening, crying, being unhappy and really flowing with her emotions. And a lot of us in our upbringing, um, we were taught that, oh, you laugh, that's a good emotion. Love a little bit more. You're so super cute. But Oh, you cry. No, 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 no. Stop crying. You know, put a smiley face. On. Yeah. So it's something that initially all of us humans can do perfectly. So it's not something you have to learn that you never knew how to do. It's just social conditioning that we need to remove to access this ability anymore. And yeah. what usually happens when people sit with their emotions for the first time after a long period of um, being absent from, from themselves is that they are super, super, super scared that this emotion will kind of eat them up. So, meaning that there's nothing left of them. Yeah. And I can totally understand and relate to this feeling. But what I can say, and I can guarantee you this, it's practice. And it will not destroy you, it will not kill you, it will not eat you up, it will not make all your good and wonderful traps disappear magically, no. It will pass by and it will move through you and move out of the way of your life. And the more you do it, the easier it gets because you rebuild the trust within yourself your own heart your own soul and your own inner deep knowing beautiful yeah it often starts with the parenting right like like you said like we're often told to shut down as little as we are kids and and our praise when we are happy um so what i I believe that it's our duty as uh, parents or new coming parents in the future someday <laughs> um, that, that we have the obligation to teach our children about all of this. So what will be a tip for you or how would you handle your daughter right now when it comes to emotion? 
how can we make sure that the toxic masculinity doesn't exist anymore and that we know how to tune into into ourselves and with our emotions yeah i think the most important thing we can do uh, as parents is to take our little ones seriously in their emotions you know yeah. if she has a toy and i need to um take it away because she start to eat or you know for whatever valid reason and she starts crying like crazy then for me it's nothing because i know okay this toy is still here you will get it back you know all this logical rational things but for her it's different totally different she doesn't know this for her it's just oh somebody has taken something away from me that is important right now yeah and just and I take her serious in this situation. So it's okay for her to cry. And I try to be there with her, like understanding her situation and not saying like, oh, don't cry, you get it back. It's totally okay that you're unhappy and I'm sorry for this, that yeah. you're feeling this way. Um, that's also the way in which we teach and also ingrain um, empathy in our children. Because the more I was understood as a child and related to, the better I'm able to do the same when I'm a grown-up. Yeah. And yeah. something that is super important for me um, here is that we are all humans. And we try to be super moms, <laughs> of course, because we love our little ones so much. Mm -hmm. But it's very often it's super, super, super interesting. Yeah, I, I can tell from myself, um, there are times where I'm super tired, where I'm super exhausted, and the less I sleep, the less patience I have. And sometimes we are not able to do it in the way we would love to, and we consider to, it to be mm -hmm. right. And that's also something we would, what we can model greatly for our little ones, is self-compassion. You know, yeah. I, I'm doing the best I can. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's better. And that's okay, because I'm a human. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm super allowed. I'm designed to be not perfect. And you know, if I had not the patience to her, she's only nine months old, but I say sorry to her. You know, when I'm feeling like, oh, you should have been a little bit more patient with her right now. Then I say, I'm, I'm sorry that I did not have the patience I wanted to have right now in this situation. I'm sorry for that. I love you dearly. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think more people should do it. But I mean, if you don't know how to do it, it's difficult, of course. But that's why we have this conversation. That's why uh, we are here to teach people and to share the knowledge, right? I'm not Absolutely. saying it's the right way, but it, it can help you be a better person. Absolutely. I love that you open up the space for these conversations um, that you're not afraid to ask the questions that are needed to be asked even yeah. if they are the deep ones and the ones that are you know there are topics which people are scared to touch because you never know they might flow up or not um, yeah but you're going straight to the point and i love this because um i think it's a very very important skill to learn how to handle our emotions and to handle ourselves because Life is not easy, not always at least. There are super easy and fun days, but there are also really, really tough ones. And 
I consider um, this a truly super important skill to lead our lives consciously and in a way that I want to say successfully, whatever success means for us in this case. For some people, it means freedom. For others, mm -hmm. it means um, a lot of laughter and fun and play. Whatever it is for you, that's totally your case. But to be able to steer it in this direction. Um, yeah. And I wish that we would have less math, history, biology in school and more relationship skills, communication skills, yeah. self-care, self-love. Exactly, yeah. Accept us as we are. Yeah, exactly. On a side note, now that we are talking about this, um, as a mom, for you, um, do you feel so frustrated sometimes that you wish you didn't even have a child? I know this is a hard question, but yeah, it is. I, I, yeah, I, it's a legit one. Um, to be super, super honest, there were times or there are sometimes tiny moments where you do feel scared. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that's normal not, as well, right? I, I think everybody, every, every parent feels that way, I think. I think it's, it's a question of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. you know, really over, truly overwhelmed and everything is just getting too much. Uh, then you, you wish back to your days where you were only responsible for yourself where you could sleep whenever you were tired, where you yeah. could eat whenever you were hungry and all this stuff. And I think it's also, I love that you ask these questions because um, I noticed that it's bittersweet to answer. I want to be super, super honest. And at the same time, I, I feel a little bit guilty, like yeah, I do admit that I sometimes, rarely, but I do sometimes feel this and think this way because yeah. I'm so super exhausted. And, I think that's, that shows that it's even more important to be honest here, honest to ourselves and also very, very honest to other moms. Yeah. Because the expectations uh, towards moms nowadays, they are supernatural. So I'm sorry, I can't fulfill them and I hardly, I, no, not hardly, I actually know not even one mom who is such a super mom. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's what I wanted to go to because that's the pressure that new that, that moms have. Like they need to be, uh, they need to have a career. They need to be perfect. They need to be happy all the time. They need to focus on the children, but also on the husband. And even if you don't have a husband or a single mom, but you still need to do all of it. And I think that's not realistic. And I think that's yeah. that's what we need to talk about a lot more. That we 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 cannot do everything and we it is okay to sometimes think that way and sometimes maybe even i wouldn't say hate but you you look at your child like you know i wish things were a little bit different yeah i think that yeah. is something normal and i think that that what you said it, it shows us that we need to yeah need to be more into accepting ourselves and our thoughts as well absolutely and also to um admit that we are overwhelmed that we are exhausted to dare to ask for help and support no because that's something um which is uh, easily interpreted as being weak nowadays uh, which is actually the opposite you know if i'm able to ask for support it shows inner strength yeah because I can also trust other people, which is amazing. 
And um, I see a very, very good opportunity here for healthy relating as well. Because as an example, um, when we look at our partners, there are days where you think, gosh, seriously, (laughs) right now, I I wish you to the moon. Yeah. Not back, just to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) But still at the same time, I love you dearly. Yeah, that's true. And that's the super important point here. Even if I have situations where I feel like, oh, I wish I just could go on mom holiday and take care of myself until my own batteries are full again. Um, it doesn't change anything about how I feel about my, my child. I, I still love her dearly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would miss her like crazy. And that's also there the circle comes to, to the start of where we started with our conversation that feminine mm-hmm. energy trap. I accept there can be one as well as the other. Mm-hmm. That's beingness. Both are there. They are not logical, you know. They are they feel from a logical mind contradictory, which they are on an emotional level are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I accept that. And that's also the super mommy phenomenon. That's um, an absolutely masculine, energized um, view on things. You have your to-do list. You know, you have checklist. Yeah. You have to look perfect. You know, um, some supermodels or some models, they have back their, their old size and figure six weeks after giving birth. Yeah. I still wonder how they did it. So if anybody knows how, please let me know. <laughs> But, you know, your, your household should be super clean, super tidy. You're loving, caring, always smiling. When your husband comes back from work at the end of the day, you welcome him. Um, super open, friendly, relaxed. You know, yeah. you have everything under control. And feminine energy is everything but control. So oh, motherhood is a perfect example of uh, feminine energy because... Um, I was used to a life of um, having a lot of control. You know, I always got my stuff done. I was super organized. And since I'm a mom, it's chaos. Total chaos. I can't even plan tomorrow because I hardly know when will the baby be tired, when does she need to sleep. She still doesn't have a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I am in the moment. Yeah. And it's, yeah, chaos instead of control. But chaos doesn't need to be negative you can also subscribe yeah. you can also describe it as surrender and trust deep deep trust mm, i love that <laughs> yeah amazing oh, i love this conversation <laughs> um i i have a, i have a question uh, one of the last ones what is the biggest lesson uh, your biggest life lesson that you've learned that you want to share with all of us? Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a difficult question because there are a lot, but what is one that if you could go back to time and tell your younger self, what is the thing that you would tell her? It comes down to something that is so super simple, um, but still so complicated for a lot of us. And it's, you're okay. Which means you're okay as you are. You're perfectly imperfect, and that's absolutely perfect. Yeah. That's how, how it is supposed to be. 
you're absolutely lovable in your imperfection and your flaws. So you're okay. And in terms of how things develop, you're also totally okay. You always have a roof over your head. You always have something to eat. Even if you feel like not having enough or feeling any kind of scarcity in some areas of your life, you're supported, you're loved, you're helped, you're totally okay and you're taken care of. So just don't worry this much. Just relax and play a little bit more. Yeah, I think we all need to do that. Play a little bit more. Be more like children. I've said it before, but I think that children are a great example. Um, what you said before when it comes to um, feeling the emotions, but also just playing and don't give a shit about what other people think and just really doing their thing. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned the children again, because that's also when I look at my daughter, she's playing the whole day. And I've never seen another human being learning so much in such a short period of time. So in fact, Play is learning. Yeah. Play is much more work than serious work could ever be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if, if people want to um, want, want to work with you or want to know about the feminine energy and all that stuff, how can they contact you? How can they, yeah, get to know a little bit more about you? So one thing you can learn more about me, who I am, what I do, and why I do what I do is by uh, visiting my website, that's uh, com. If you want to get in touch with me personally, there is the ability to contact me through the website. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, my profile is Nadja Hagen. And if you want to dive a little bit deeper already and you're looking for a super loving community, then you can join my Facebook group where I'm regularly present and you find a community of awesome women. Okay, And great. you will find the link on this, um, on, on my Facebook profile as well. So. Okay, yeah, and I will leave every link in the details so people can just click on it and go to your page and see more, uh, more about you and, and get into the, community, into the community of empowering women. I love it. Well, thank you so much for today and yeah like i said people i will leave everything in the description and um, thanks again for this conversation it was really really great thank you so much thank you so much i had so much fun and i enjoyed our conversation so so much i could go on for hours and hours and hours well, yeah me too great time. <laughs> thank you very very much thank you bye-bye bye-bye